This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, over your dead body. There's not a tagline that I can find. Welcome to Slaughterhouse, Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And that was my Hotlanta impression. It was pretty good. It didn't add oh, much. No. I was annoyed. <laughs> I just wish people could have seen the hand emotions that went along with it. <laughs> they were solid. Yeah, I liked them. I thought they were good. But yeah, no Hotlanta today. Apparently, I don't know, it's like his wife's birthday or something. So he's spending it with her. <laughs> Lame. Yeah. I would never spend my I would never spend my day with Brett's wife for her birthday. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I mean I don't know her, so that probably would be the biggest hurdle. Yeah, it would be super otherwise, awkward. Yeah, I mean otherwise like if I knew her and she invited me over to like go for a party on her birthday, great. I would totally do that. I'm sure she's nice people even though she's married to Atlanta. Well, so we know she doesn't make great decisions sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. And uh, this comes from a recommendation from Dummyak. Yes, which means most likely it's Japanese. Uh huh. And if it's Japanese, it's most likely it's T- Takeshi Mike. Yeah. So, yeah, you can tick both those boxes. Yeah, both those boxes are checked. <laughs> and uh, Mike, if you're not familiar, he, we've done a few of his works. Quite a few, I feel like. Yeah. I know for I a mean, fact we've done Itchy the Killer. We did Audition. We did uh, Yakuza Apocalypse. We did that uh, Master of Horror episode that he did. Yeah. So, so we've probably done a few more that I just can't name off the top of my head. So he uh, he ranks up pretty high in the pantheon of directors that have made multiple appearances. Yeah, And that usually get positive reviews. In fact, I don't think we've given him a uh, don't watch yet. Yeah. Because, I mean, Yakuza Apocalypse is just fucking nuts. But it's fun to watch. I think Itchy the Killer probably came with a you should watch this with an asterisk or several asterisks. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with it? Yeah, it's it's very mellow, calming. <laughs> yeah, it's soothing. And invite all your neighborhood kids over have them take a watch i'm sure nobody will mind no if you can just like broadcast it on the side of your house that would probably be good yeah maybe right before you move no reason just (laughs) you know instead of getting like one of those like those laser displays on your house for for christmas that were put snowflakes and snowmen and the santa's sleigh zooming across your house no 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 itchy the killer oh man i I want to do that so bad. (laughs) And so when the next episode of Slaughterhouse Princess is recorded from some undisclosed location, (laughs) we'll know why. Yeah. But this movie is not Itchy the Killer. Nope, it is in fact not. It is uh, over your dead body. Oh, and just a warning, as Troy found out, be careful if you go to get this on Amazon. 
Yeah, because it, it's on Tubi, which means it has commercials. So if you wanted to avoid commercials and pay a little extra, pay some money, avoid commercials, you can go to Amazon. You can rent it. There's only one language choice, and it's English. And then you start watching it. And for about the first three minutes, no one actually says anything in this movie. So you don't realize until you're about five minutes in that they're all speaking Japanese, and there's no subtitles. And it says this is the English language track. So, and there's no other language tracks to choose. So, yeah. Yeah, could be problematic if you're not fluent in Japanese. Yeah. So, I mean, although you you might be able to get away watching this without knowing what they're saying, but it would be a little difficult. There's probably a few parts there you need to know what they're saying, but a lot of it you could probably just get off out of context what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so then I had to switch to Tubi so I could actually understand what people were saying in the movie. So there's that. Yeah, so, you know, warning. Yeah, just a, a fair warning. So how does this movie start no matter what language it's in, Chris? Uh, well, it starts with being uncharacteristically quiet. Yep. And then... Uh, yeah, because like, even like the... Because, you know, they always have like the production companies in the beginning. You know, like the so-and-so productions and blah-blah-blah productions. And like, there's no sound. I was like, are my speakers on? I'm like, what, what's going on? The volume up? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, uh, the, the moving pictures still not much sound. Yeah. Uh, we start with, with people doing it. Yes, there is sex. Yeah. Well implied at least. Yeah. I mean, it's a movie. They're not usually don't actually have sex filming the movie, Chris, unless it's a very particular kind of movie. Yeah. So, but you know, Pornhub instead of Tubi, it would be a different situation. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That, that's a different podcast. You have to find that yeah. one on the dark web. Yeah, we have to make it too. <laughs> so, uh, we meet up with uh, unnamed characters who are having the intercourse. Coitus. Yeah. And afterwards, uh, the young lady does some laundry like you do. Well, okay, so she goes into her bathroom and uses the laundry machine next to the sink. And there's no toilet shown in that bathroom. So I am wondering if Japanese toilets are so advanced that they can also do laundry. Well, maybe Japanese washers are so advanced they can also do toilet. Maybe, but for some reason, the other way around works much better in my head and grosses me out far less. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't, I don't. Maybe I'm weird that way. <laughs> but throwing my laundry into the toilet for some reason is less gross than pooping into a laundry machine. <laughs> I that says something about you, but I'm not sure what. <laughs> Listeners, please let us know. Yeah, would you rather defecate in your washer or put your clothes in your toilet? I mean, that has Fast Five written all over it, Chris. <laughs> that's fair that's one yeah we just need four more <laughs> <laughs> but she yeah so she cleans up after coitus and then we cut to the next day right 
Well, they they show some stuff which I believe are scripts because they uh, yeah. both of these people are working on a. I, I think it's supposed to be a play, but I'm not 100% a hundred percent sure. It's a play, yeah. Because it is super elaborate and wouldn't work without various film cuts, but yeah, and also like there's like just rows of desks and tables in front of this in front of the stage that people are working at while people are rehearsing on yeah. the stage. And like by stage, I mean like like a six inch high platform. I don't mean like a stage. Yeah. Also, it has a a super cool uh, giant turntable, which I'm into. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it, they could totally do Hamilton on that stage. Definitely which does utilize the turntable a lot. And they're uh, they're telling a classic Japanese ghost story. Yes, which I am not familiar with, but I did read. I think was first published or performed like in 1825. So, like, at, when this movie came out, which was, what, mid-2000s? 2014, early, I think. 2014? Yeah, so that story is, like, a good 190 years old at that point. So, yeah, that's a that's an old story to be producing. And so, uh, a lot of the movie is the play. Yeah. The play is the thing, as they say. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like the um, the actress lady who, who who was having sex earlier in the movie gets up from bed with and like goes to work, and then the guy comes in later because they're both in the play, and the description of the movie says that she got him the part because he's not a well known actor, but nowhere in the movie do they say that at all. Yeah, in the English version, maybe that's something that they talk about in the Japanese audio that I can't understand. But so he shows up later. But I love how they like he comes in and like they just have a a, a wall of like name cards hanging there, like just like wooden, like little wooden strips with your name written on it. And if you're not the, they, so when you leave, you flip it to red, and when you show up, you flip it back to blue. And yeah. that's how they know if you're in the building or not. Which I was like. That just makes so much sense, but just feels like so Japanese for some reason. <laughs> you know, it's like um, it's like some of the supply chain stuff they do with you know, like putting up cards to say that they need more materials and at a workspace and things like that. Yeah, I don't remember what that what that term is. It's so efficient. Yeah, because you just walk in and you look at the board and you're like, ah, Jimmy ain't in yet. Exactly. And uh, I don't have a book. All right, full disclosure, I'm bookless yeah. over here. Yeah, Chris is off book. I am off book. <laughs> so we're hanging out and we're watching the rehearsal. Yep. And so, like, the basic structure of the beginning of the play is like this dude goes to a brothel. And harasses one of the the ladies working there, and then, uh, but apparently he can't afford to pay the prices for the brothel, so people make fun of him, and he leaves, and ends up marrying some other lady. 
Is that right? Is that what you got out of the play? I I don't know how it starts. Okay. Well, there's Samurai Lemon. Yeah. Because his his name is like e like it's like I E M O N, but they capitalize the I, so it looks like it's a lowercase word saying lemon, which just made me laugh every time I read it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So anyway, he gets married to a chick and I'm sorry, he gets married to a lady and they have a child. And that's about where in the play where things start intersecting with the real life of the characters in the movie. Yeah. So. Because the the two that are together and they're kind of like the the two leads. Mm -hmm. The people who were having coitus earlier. Not everything is great in their relationship, turns out. Yeah. And so they're rehearsing a scene where uh, he's, he's like, he's a samurai, but he's been out of work since they got married and had a child. And so he's like, you you loathe me, don't you? Because I'm a worthless human being. She's like, oh no no, I don't loathe you, but you know I am the one who who works all day, makes dinner, and takes care of the child. And he, uh, for some reason, gets upset by the fact that she like laid down the truth on him. And the character, his character, is supposed to kick the other character, but he actually like kicks his girlfriend like way hard. Yeah, and like injures her back. Yeah. And so they have her personal, I think it's her personal assistant fill in and her personal assistant, you can recognize because she has a limp. Yep. And, uh, they have her fill in and apparently she'd already memorized all the lines, you know, just in case. And, uh, so he's, he finishes rehearsing with her. And then the actress that got kicked is in the green room recovering from the kick kicked and uh some other dude comes in and starts hitting on her and she's like just she, at first she kind of points out that oh yeah you have a wife and child and you seem so happy you know and he's like oh well you know looks can be deceiving and blah 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 and she's like just so you know i'm not interested in married men and yeah like, oh you're very direct aren't you <laughs> and I'm like dude like you have no shame at all <laughs> yeah that was your takeaway from that yeah. Like first she kind of gently tries to remind you that, oh, by the way, you're fucking married. And he's and he just kind of gl- breezes on past that. So she's yeah. like, dude, I don't I don't date married men. Yeah. Sorry. Not, not my bag. Yeah. And uh so she uh heads home. And before she leaves, the uh, one of the other actresses, a younger, a younger girl. Yeah, because and there's also like in the so in the play, the samurai gets summoned to some lord's house, and apparently his daughter had seen the samurai samurai lemon in the market. Granddaughter. One day. Hmm? Granddaughter. Oh, grand! Oh, you're right, granddaughter. His granddaughter saw samurai lemon in the marketplace one day. And so she's been obsessed with him every ever since, and she wants to marry him. 
And he's like, uh, isn't she like a little young? And the grandfather's like, she's 16. You know, she's she's old enough to be a woman. Wink, wink. And you're just like, uh. Um, it was literally a different time. Yeah, but still, like, uh, and so, and he's like, and so, and then, like, basically says, hey, if you take all this money and my granddaughter, uh, we'll make sure that your uh, your wife isn't a problem anymore. Yeah. What you do know. you say? And then he... They they basically they put all the money in a bowl and then they pour tea over it and he takes the bowl and drinks the tea out of the bowl, signifying that he is accepting the deal. Yeah. Like you do. And so the girl playing the granddaughter was telling main actress lady uh how she got into acting because of that yeah, you know, because of her and you know, she's so great and yada yada yada. But then she also totally like sneaks out of the studio with the lady's boyfriend who is playing the male lead and they sneak off and have an affair. Yeah. And he's just regular lemon. He's not samurai lemon right now. Right. (laughs) And, uh, and boy, it already is starting to get confusing as to what the fuck is really going on. Yeah. And we're almost like halfway through the movie at this point too. Like that's the crazy thing is this movie kind of moves at a uh, was it glacial pace would be a word to use. Yeah, I mean it it goes places. Don't get me wrong, but it takes a yeah. while to get to those places. Yeah, and so like lead actress lady is kind of bummed because her boyfriend isn't coming home apparently, and he's cheating on her with the younger actress, just like in the movie uh, or in the play. Um, so then in the play, the, the, the granddaughter's nanny shows up with some medicine for the wife because apparently the wife has been ill. Yeah. She's got a bad case of sickness. She's not down with the sickness though. Yeah. No, she's not down with the sickness. Um, though, and, and she's also not stupid. It's just sadistic abuse of fucking whore. So that's good. Always a plus. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, so the, she takes the medicine, which ends up like giving her a case of skinned over eye. Yeah. And also hair fallout. Oh, and hair fallout. Yeah. Um, so that's what happens in the, and at this point it's, is it the lead actress lady or is it the, the personal assistant who's playing that character? So in okay so in real life at this point the actress lady knows thinks something's going on yeah cuz she headbutts a mirror which makes the younger girl who's cheating with lemon makes her head bleed yeah be- also the the, the because the, reasons the doll the doll that used for the baby like cries shows up cries at one point oh and the lead actress lady took the the comb that that uh, lemon the samurai lemon stole from the the commercial sex worker in the beginning of the play. Yeah, and somehow that gives her the power to headbutt a mirror and inflict injury upon someone else. Yeah, and uh, lemon in the regular world. Yeah. Well, I think we've established there's lemon and samurai lemon. Okay. Samurai lemon is in the play. 
Lemon is in the the movie world. You know, the world of the movie. So Lemon shows up after uh, some coitus with other girl. And he's like, hey, what's up? I just came to get some shirts. And like, uh, that sure is a lot of pasta you have there. Because she made like fucking six boxes of pasta. It was an absurd amount of pasta for the <laughs> middle of the night. And when I he mean, said that, I was very happy because I was like, what the hell is going on? Why is she making so much spaghetti? I mean, not going to say I couldn't <laughs> eat like six boxes of pasta in the middle of the night some nights, but I was like, Oh, uh, and then he shows up and he's like, she's like, do you want some of the pasta? And he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I could eat. I mean, I can eat pasta. Yeah. I mean, like who says no to pasta? So he, uh, he heads in the bathroom to do a load of laundry or shit. It's hard to tell. Or both. Yeah. In the same the device, or. possibly. <laughs> and he sees a, a, a uh, trash can full of uh pregnancy tests yes that are all negative yes they all have one pink line which unless they do things differently in japan means that they're all negative yeah so he uh he's like well at least they're negative am i right fellas yeah <laughs> like literally he makes that fake yeah it's, it's he says it all without saying a word yeah he's just like oh thank god he even checks to see if they were peed on, which I'm like, cool. <laughs> way to way to really get in there, detective, yeah. and sort this mystery out. Detective Lemon. Yeah, Detective Lemon's like, well, sometimes people just throw away pregnancy tests without urinating on them first. I should really get in here. Yeah, it's a surprise. It's a, it's a false negative that way. Yeah. Oh, oh nope. Definitely urine on this one. <laughs> Case closed. Touches it to his tongue to make sure. Yeah, that, that's her urine. I'd know, says Detective Levin. Uh, so, yeah, so she's not pregnant. And he has the he gives the camera that, wow, I just dodged a bullet face. And then leave and then eat some presumably eats some pasta and leaves. Yeah. Because, well, they're going to have a day off from rehearsal and she wants yeah. to know if he's going to come hang out. But he's going to go to. Place. Yes. And she's like, oh, okay, maybe after you get done. He's like, yeah, probably. Whatever. Give me some of that pasta. Yeah. Just fill my plate up so I can go. So uh, we're back at rehearsals. They're, uh, we're just continuing the secondary story, or maybe primary. It's hard to tell. The parallel story, Chris. Yeah. This, this is called parallel structure. <laughs> And uh, she's taken the medicine, but uh, it made the, the their baby sick when he was yeah. on the teat. Yes. But Samurai Lemon's like, man, you can't be disrespectful. You got to take all the medicine. They got it from overseas, and it was real expensive. You don't want to be a dick, do you? Yeah. And she said, oh, no, I can't be a dick. Yeah. And he was... Assured by the, uh, uh nanny. was it nanny or the, or the grandma? I don't remember. Nanny. He was assured that it wasn't going to kill her. It was going to make her unpleasant to look at. Yeah. Yes. Because gentlemen don't like ugly chicks. Yes. Not me saying that. 
The nanny said that. I just want to make that clear. Right. No. And so, uh, they, they continue to, she continues to take the medicine. He's meeting up with, uh, granddaughter on the down low. Uh, gives her a comb and says, I'll always be with you with this comb or some shit. Yeah, and it's the comb that he had taken from the commercial sex worker at the beginning of the play. The one that gave a lead actress lady the ability to headbutt a mirror and inflict injury on someone else. Like you do. Yes. I mean, that's what I use my combs for. So they, uh, they call it a wrap for the day. The director guy reminds everybody that they're off tomorrow. Uh, the lead actress she's now back at home and she uh, sloppily eats a four course dinner for two by herself waiting for him yeah and like and yeah there's like like shrimp like on the table that came off of a plate or something like I don't even know how that happened but I mean it did make me kind of hungry looking at though it looked pretty tasty yeah, she has like stuff dripping down her face. Yeah. Like, she went she went the towel on this dinner. Yeah, it was an, an emotional eating. Yeah, and she uh, gets a call from Lemon, and Lemon's like, "Yeah, I'm still in place. Peace." Yep. And uh, she becomes very distraught. Yes, agitated, if you would. I'm not sure what emotional state to give her at this point. <laughs> Uh, I believe I told my wife she lost her goddamn mind. Yeah, because she makes some decisions. Yes, and they're, uh, yes, and they involve utensils. Yeah. She has to decide between lots of utensils. And And she boils a pot of water and throws the utensils into the boiling pot of water. I just want to say for the record, before we get to what happens... There was a whisk in there. Just want to say that. I don't, I don't 100% understand why that ended up in the pile of boiling instruments. It's in case you need to scramble some eggs, Chris. Well, funny you say that. <laughs> or not funny, but upsetting, I guess. <laughs> Por que no los dos? <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh,. Yep, she decides it's time for a little home surgery. And by surgery, it's more like exploratory surgery. Yeah. So she uh, gets a big old flashlight and covers it in a bag. Yep. Grabs her instruments and heads to the shower. Which she turns on. Yeah. And then she sits down in the shower in like a surgical gown that she had randomly. Sometimes you need a surgical gown. You gotta have them on standby. Yeah, I mean, you know, some people think they're very comfortable to sleep in. And And then she starts shoving utensils into her hoo-ha. Yep. Uh, It's not particularly explained what the fuck is going on right now, but it is wildly unpleasant. Yes, it's not explained. It's also not pleasant. Uh, and then she bites a towel to keep herself from making too much noise while she does it. Because I, 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 I gotta, I gotta say kudos to the uh, sound design guy on this movie because Ugh. all of the sound effects in this movie are just the goddamn worst thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think that like somebody must have been like shoving their hand into like 
like fucking peach pie filling or something. I don't know. Like it was, oh, it was, it was, it was, it was definitely, no, you know what he was? He was putting his hand into warm apple pie, Chris. Ugh. And the sound is bad enough in this movie that it, it's not this scene, it's a later scene. But I instinctively looked away from it like that was going to help because of the sound, not because of what was happening on screen. I was just like, oh, wait, I can still hear it. Fuck, that's not helping at all. Uh, yeah, it's unpleasant. And so while she is doing that, though, uh, Lemon is driving back to the, the house or the apartment they share and gets stopped at a blinking stoplight that looks like a fucking like hypnotizing device from a James Bond movie. My guess is that that signifies it's the other side's turn to go because it was like a one laid road. Yeah, like they were doing construction, so they 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 shut down one lane to do construction. But it looked like it literally looked like actually, you know what it looked like was this device they use when I get my eyes checked, and I don't remember what it checks, but it is like this series of like concentric rings of black and white that though when they activate it, it turns bright red, it blinks red, and that's what that fucking thing looked like, and I was like. Are they and then so anyway, he's like staring at that, waiting for his time to come to pass, which you know, thankfully they have a fucking countdown on the thing telling you how many seconds left until you can go. Because apparently that's a thing you can do. Yeah. I not in the US, apparently. We haven't mastered counting yet. Yeah, we haven't mastered timers. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you look at our electoral our electoral system, you would think we have not mastered counting yet. And, uh, yeah, so while it's like, you know, it starts out like 101 seconds, it gets to about 45 seconds or so, and then, like, a creepy lady in white with long black hair kind of just appears behind the hypnotizing light and kind of starts walking towards him. Yeah. And then a big hunk of like sheet metal of some sort or some kind of, some kind of siding looking shit. Or maybe it was like a piece of like a, like a sound wall, like a metal, like sound protection wall that they put like along the interstate or something. Yeah. Some big industrial ass hunk of metal. Yeah. Comes up the window and, uh, gives him the old, uh, decapitate. Yep. And then he wakes, then he suddenly like springs awake and it's almost time for him to go forward. Yeah. So he, uh, he's like, well, that was weird. Moves on. Ends up at, uh, the apartment. apartment, And it it is completely covered in plastic. Yeah, and by by completely covered, Chris means, like, individually wrapped in plastic. (laughs) Yeah, the walls are sheeted. All the chairs are covered. The tables, the counters. and, and And it's not like they draped plastic over the chair and made, like, a tent. No, they wrapped it like Christmas time, like some kind of prank you were pulling on somebody. Yeah. Like, oh, this he's fucker, like, when he gets back from vacation, he's going to be so pissed. Yep. And he's like, um, this is not how I left the apartment. Yeah. And he kind of wanders around a little bit, steps in something wet, realizes that it is red and most likely blood. Or else it's corn syrup and food coloring. 
Yeah. There's also chunks in it, which is never a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, mm, mm, yeah. And uh, he heads upstairs to the bedroom where he sees a lead actress and she's like, hey, man, I, I'm not good enough for you. I tried to find our baby, but it wasn't in there. And I looked real good. Yep. <laughs> I even used a whisk. Yeah, and he's like, uh, yikes. Um, we should probably do something about the literal gallons of blood you have lost somehow. Yeah, like her hands are just like, like, just like oozing with blood. And like she like puts her hand gently, like places her hand up on his cheek very caringly. And he's like, oh my God, there is blood on my face. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he's like, we should go to the doctor. And she's like, no, man, I just need to sleep it off. I'm going to be cool. We got yeah. we got play tomorrow. That's how you get rid of blood losses. You just sleep it off. Yeah. It's, it's a great way to fix blood loss, concussion. <laughs> African sleeping sickness. Yeah, just take a nap. It'll be fine. Just fucking sleep off the eight gallons of blood that impossibly came out of you. <laughs> And so he starts dragging her down the stairs to get well, her to he, the hospital. He backs away because she's yeah. clearly out of her mind. Yes. And she starts crawling towards him all creepy grudge monster style. Mm. And uh, he decides the best course of action is to punch her in the face and choke her to death. Well, I mean, it will help her sleep. Yeah, she's got to sleep it off forever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then we jump smash cut to the next morning where everything is right again, implying that he has cleaned up. Everything? Yeah. Yeah. Which, I god just damn. just put all in the laundry machine. That's a big-ass laundry everything. machine. It can do everything. I guess. So he, uh, he heads to set. And, of course, no one has seen her. Yeah. And they're like, okay, she's not here. We got to get a understudy in here. Yeah. Personal assistant. Yeah. And then we're back to the play where now original wife has taken all the medicine, but it's got her a bad case of growth over eye and hair fallout. Yeah. yeah. And the sound on that is real gross, too. Oh, and she, like, pulls the skin off of over her eye and just peels back a bunch of skin off the side of her head. And it's just wet, tearing sounds the whole time. And it is, you know, you're just like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's real bad. <laughs> and she makes, like, a crazy eye, too, as she pulls it off of her eye. So it's just, like, this big, glaring white eye in the middle of all this red... No, that's that's later. Right now, she just has the big eyeball thing. She pulls gross hair clumps out. Oh, okay. And uh, but still wet tearing sound. Yeah, it's real bad. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah, it's both. <laughs> yep. And uh, the local masseuse shows up like you do. Yes. And he's like, "Hey, it's me, Reginald the masseuse." <laughs> yes, because all masseuses are named Reginald. 
Yeah, probably it wasn't Japan. a Japanese guy named Reginald, classic Japanese name. Yep. And he's like, uh, and she's like, well, my husband's going to be home at any time. And he's like, I don't think so. <laughs> yep. Turns out he traded in for a newer model. And he wants, and he has paid this guy to rape her so that then they can get a divorce because she has either cheated on him or has been despoiled and is no longer a suitable wife. Yeah. That's his out. His out is to have to pay someone to rape his wife. Yeah. Which, you know, yikes says 2020. Yikes says anybody ever. I hope. Well, I mean, maybe not in the Edo period. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I am not suitable for the Edo period. Apparently it was literally hundreds of years ago. Still. I am not I am not well designed for the Edo period. Fair. Yep. And uh Lemon Samurai or Samurai Lemon happens to show up and he's like, Oh, I caught you. You're having an affair. And she's like, I was trying not to. Uh, yeah. And uh Reginald's like, hey man, this ain't the deal. You know, because he starts slashing him with a sword. Yeah. It kills them both. Yeah, for honor. Oh, and and the child. Don't forget he killed the child. Oh yes, because you know the. I mean, I guess apparently the sins of the mother carry down to the child. Oh, I mean, birth. what's he gonna do? Take it with him? I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So he yeah. uh he kills everybody, crucifies them, or at very least nails them to a board. Yeah, back to back. So it looks really cool when they spin the stage and you can see that the, the two quote unquote lovers are like back to back crucified. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, uh, he heads back to second wife's house. Yes. Where he's like, Hey man, I did the thing. We can be together forever. But then she turns into first wife yes and he's all like Hua? and he slashes her with his sword because you're a samurai and that's what you do well not until she uh eats the the fetus oh yes that's right she has to have a little fetus uh snack first yeah it's very important for the story yes and for the visuals yeah and the sound design and because again oh because yeah because Oh yeah, because we're watching it, and like the, they start with like the the her, her back is to Samurai Eleven, and you just hear this noise, and my wife just turns to me and goes, "That sounds like she's eating something she shouldn't be eating. I don't know what it is, but she shouldn't be eating it." <laughs> yeah, she was right. <laughs> yup. It's the worst snack. <laughs> it is definitely the worst snack. It's right up there with corn nuts. And so he uh, he freaks out, calls her a demon. Slashes her up. But then she turns out to be the granddaughter he was trying to marry. Yeah. And she's dead. And now he just totally is in freak well, no, out no. mode. But then grandfather's like, don't worry about it. We can still make this work. Yeah, don't worry about it. Sometimes. Like, what? Sometimes this happens. Yeah. 
And I don't think he kills grandfather, but grandfather kind of just disappears off stage. Uh, yeah, it possibly grandfather was hallucination. Hard to say at this point. Yeah. And so he's just like slashing at the air or like imagining seeing demons or something that he's that are attacking him. He just has he has a psycho Billy freak out that he does. Yes. And then we kind of pull the camera back. And all of the tables that are there at the rehearsal venue are now covered in plastic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in plastic. Old first wife is there and she's got a bad case of the, uh, eyeball gunk again. And this is when she does the pull off reveal crazy eye move. Okay. And, uh, this is when she's like laughing at him and saying, Hey, dickhead, you, you were in hell already or something. And, and then, uh, his head just fucking flies off. Oh yeah. And then he's like, and they have like the arterial spurts out the top. And I gotta say, this guy apparently did not have high blood pressure. No, it, it, no. it was a very restrained arterial yeah. spurt. Yeah. He had reasonable high blood pressure. I mean, cause you know, We've had Japanese movies before where when anytime you nick the skin, like a fucking like fire hose of blood comes out of them. So, yeah, I just felt like we should mention that this guy apparently had regular blood pressure. Yeah. And uh, then we kind of jump smash cut. To, uh, to an accident scene. Yeah. At the weird hypno fucking disc crossing. I machine, yeah. And the cops are like, yep, yep. Looks like this big hunk of metal chopped his head clean the fuck off. But only, where's his uh, head? Yeah, only sir, we can't find his head anywhere. And the guy's like, well, shit happens. Yeah, well, he'll have that on these jobs occasionally. And then we cut to... The rehearsal uh, hall. The, the dressing room. Well, first they show the the board to show oh, that yeah. he's the guy that's not there now. Yeah, he's the one red wooden strip among all the blue wooden strips. Yeah. And they uh they tell lead actress, they're like, hey, fucking Lemon didn't show up. What a dickweed. Oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, he's unreliable. I don't, yeah. I don't much trust him. But promise me that no matter what, you will still put on this play. Yeah, and the director guy's like weirdly specific. K. <laughs> and then uh like uh I don't know, some some guy, some key grip or something runs in. No, it's the dude who plays the rapist. It's Reginald's actor. Well first the the younger kid's like, Hey the cops are here. Oh yeah, that's right. And he's like, Oh I was like, Oh, sir, you need to come with like there's someone here and he's like, Oh, did Lemon finally show up? They're like, no, the cops are here. And he's like, Oh, Okay, I guess I should. And then the other guy shows up and he's like, Hey, still married and stuff. What's up? You wanna go get drinks? And she's like, No. Nope, still no. No, you're still married, so no. It's the way marriage works. And uh we I'm cut you're okay with that, but I don't think she is. Unless your wife's okay with that, but I have to ask her first. Yeah, probably not. Would be my guess. Probably not. Usually not. And then uh, we cut to over to the her 
the lead actress, and she's got a cool footrest now. Yep. Made out of Lemon's head. Yep. I want Lemon heads. And then the movie stops. Yeah, it doesn't end. It just stops. Yeah, that was that was this. It was indeed. Kind of. I think that was a tolerable recounting of events. I think we spent way more time recounting it than I expected to because not a lot happens in this movie. Fair enough. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Ah, uh, it is super tame for a Mike film. Um, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of things that'll make you go, oh, God, why is that in a movie? You know, just just like any good Mike film does. <laughs> but this is way more about atmosphere than just bombastic nonsense like a lot of his other stuff is well I say a lot but from what I've seen anyway if you're going into this thinking I want, I'm going to get some Yakuza apocalypse level just absurdity that this, that ain't this but it is pretty atmospheric there's a lot going on that isn't in the dialogue like they're a lot of this movie is in the the subtlety and the setups to the scenes and the parallel thing is neat the the play has got a interesting story I kind of want to hunt it down and see what the whole I mean I get the gist of it but it's it's interesting it's probably the least entertaining of the Mike films I've seen And I don't know how much of that is just me going in with some preconceived notions, maybe. I would say you could probably skip it. It's not bad. But I think the guy has done some way more crazy, interesting things than this. And it's just, it takes so long to get rolling for no particular reason. Most of this movie is actually the play instead of the stuff that's going on in the real world. The ending is super ambiguous as to what actually happened. I mean, at least I think it is. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, give your take. I'll give my take on my my review. So my take on how this all plays out is that when... Lemon shows up to the stoplight thing the first time and thinks he gets his head cut off. His head actually got cut off. And everything after that is his version of what's going on, but it's all a trick from her ghost powers, the same powers that make her headbutt mirrors and cause adulterous ladies to bleed. That's my take on it. That basically the second half of the movie is his personal, like, journey oh. from being dead to realizing he's dead. Hell, if you will, like she says. 
that's my takeaway. I think that there's there's stuff to like here, but it's just kind of slow. The dub is kind of weird. I I don't know. I think if you want a better representation of Mike, you could probably go with something. I think if you want an entry point, the Masters of Horror he did is a good entry point into what he's all about. It's wild, but it's not like over-the-top, itchy-the-killer levels of wild. But I say give this one a pass. Maybe check out the Masters of Horrors instead. What do you say, Troy? Um... Yeah, I agree that this movie is, is slow. I think I have a feeling Brett would have hated this movie if he'd had to watch it, uh, just because he does not like slow movies. He also does not like movies over about 80 minutes. I think this clock's in around 90. Yeah. Um, but so that's Brett's review. Uh, my review is it's it's okay. Uh, it's definitely like Mikay Light, I think, is the best way to describe it. Uh, my wife was like, I thought it was I said like usually he's more mean spirited and gory than this. And my wife was like, I thought it was mean spirited and gory. I'm like, yeah, but not like he does. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, honestly, I think there's probably some decent parallels between this and audition. Only I feel like audition is more disturbing at the end when she's, you know, dismembering the guy slowly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard. To, none of the characters are real likable in this movie. Even, like, the main actress, you kind of have trouble feeling a whole lot of sympathy for her. But, like, I mean, Lemon obviously is a complete shithead. Um, the the younger actress, you're kind of like, you know, you're just like, oh, you're just young and stupid because you don't realize this guy's just using you. Um, and... I mean, the assistant, I think, probably had more to play in this movie than was shown on screen. Because my take is, because when she goes to perform her uh, surgery to find the child, she does call her assistant beforehand and tells her to come over. Like, so I think somehow they faked her death. I don't know how and convinced the guy that she's dead. And I don't know where he goes or comes, you know. You would think he would try to dispose of the body and all that, but I feel like somehow they faked her death and then ran him through these psychological games at the end before killing him. But I don't know. That was my take on it. Um, I mean, Chris said most of what I thought. I think I would probably suggest skipping it. It's not a bad entry to Mika. It, definitely he's telling a ghost story and it's like a traditional ghost story where there's not a lot of like overwhelming dread, but there's kind of the, Oh Henry end, you know, like the twilight zone or, um, uh, tales from the crypt kind of ending where it's like, Oh, he got what was coming to him. He got his head chopped off and she continues on, you know, I don't know. I wasn't really overwhelmed by this movie. I don't know if I would say I was underwhelmed. I was barely whelmed. I think would be the best way to describe it. But you were whelmed. Yeah, barely. Yeah, I think maybe... I I think if you're not familiar with Mike, you might get more mileage out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely was expecting something more over the top than this was. 
I don't remember what's next. You're supposed to ask me what the next movie people, is. No, if people want to. So if people want things, if they want to weigh in on the now important question of would you shit in a washer or put your clothes in a toilet, how would they do that? Well, they could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. They could tweet us at slaughterprince, which is slaughterprincess with no vowels in princess. They could go to our subreddit, r slash podcast. And comment there. They could go to our Facebook. Uh, if you just go to Facebook and search for search for Slaughterhouse Princess, we show up uh, and comment there or post there. Uh, it's probably the best way, actually, because at least that's the way I see it. Chris doesn't get on Facebook too much because he's older than old. That's true. And uh, though younger than me somehow. Uh, and uh, so, but if you know, if you want to listen to us because you don't know how you listen to us, even though you're listening to us, you could uh, go, you can find us on, you know, all the big podcast places, iTunes uh, or Apple podcasts, what the fuck they call it now. Uh, Google music, um, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, whatever else. Um, If you, uh, or I heart music, I think we're on also. Uh, Spotify, obviously. And then uh, you can also go to our website, which is slaughterhouseprincess.com, where you can find links to our Discord, Patreon, and store, uh, which are, oddly enough, patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com, store.slaughterhouseprincess.com, and discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. We're very creative in our titles. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's everything, or it's enough. It's enough. So what are you watching next week, Chris? I don't know. Uh, it's Under the Skin. Under the Skin. As suggested by my sister-in-law. Yeah, that song that they sing in The Little Mermaid. Under the Skin. Yes, no, it has Scarlett Johansson in it. Yeah. So come back for that next time. And uh, while other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye.